It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Well, welcome in today. Um, Did you think I was going to come on? Did you think I was waiting a little bit of time just to turn on the microphone? I was just gathering my thoughts to be dramatic for you all. Welcome in on a Monday, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, ready to go. How was your weekend? It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that, and we're back on a Monday. The Nate Brown Show, ready to go. Two hours uh, up and rolling. Great guests lined up across the board, local, regional, national. We got you covered tonight. College football, NFL. We'll go local, high school, also into the Major League Baseball realm. It's the last week of the regular season. Got to talk some baseball a little bit. The pennant race is uh, getting tight, so we'll get after it. And, yes, I'm back. I'm here. I show up on a Monday, and I show up wearing what? Do you see this? No, on, on the radio, you don't. You're you're not uh, watching, but maybe you are on YouTube. Maybe you are on Twitter. I've got the Broncos shirt on, and Matt Kearney's clearing it out for you so you can see. I'm wearing the Broncos shirt. I decided to do that today. A lot of times we just wear my Fox Sports shirts, and, and so I'm all professional, right, for the YouTube stream on video. I said, I'm going to bring out the all-time Broncos shirt. It's an old shirt. It reminds me of the good old days. I got this shirt when the Broncos were a great organization, okay? So so I'll get into that. Let, let's hang on. I'm wearing the Broncos shirt, so that'll set the scene for you as we're back on a Monday. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by... Black Hills Urgent Care, where we and go uh, when we start feeling sick. Black Hills Urgent Care, two locations on Haynes Avenue there and Mountain View Road on the west side. Black Hills Urgent Care, open seven days a week. Just walk right in. Schedule on your phone if you don't want to wait at all. BHUcare.com. Remember it, BHUcare.com with the letter U. Black Hills Urgent Care is the faster way to get better. Okay, I'm serving it up. Let's let's get to the guest lineup, and then we'll get into uh, the scenario here on this Monday. Eric Eager is going to join us tonight, NFL analyst for Sumer Sports. He's straight ahead from Cincinnati. Scott Pianowski's on tonight, Major League Baseball writer, Yahoo Sports. He's in on the last week of the regular season. We'll take a look at who makes the postseason and who doesn't. Scott Pianowski, Yahoo Sports. John Bryce on a Monday. Love having John on a Monday. National college football writer for footballscoop.com. He covers Ohio State and Notre Dame Saturday. What a deal that was as well. John's on the way. Jake Shapiro's in from Denver tonight. Denversports.com talking Broncos and Buffs. And we'll get into the high school football scene. Jason Andera on South Dakota High School Sports Analyst for Midco Sports, live from Sioux Falls. Packed Mo- uh, Monday show, a reaction show today. Not an overreaction, okay? I told you we're going to be um, regulated here. A well-regulated talk show and a reaction Monday, which we need to do. Let's get you on tonight. 720-1067 is our number. 720-1067, the studio line. Join us today. Also on the Barron's Wilson text line, text the show, 720-1067. Direct text the show on the Barron's Wilson text line. Again, the number, 720-1067. All right, the Nate Brown Show off and running. I just told you on the uh, YouTube stream, you can find us there, the Nate Brown Show on Twitter. Watch the show 
at Nate Brown Show, and you'd see on the video stream, I'm saying hi to you guys, why did I wear my Broncos shirt today? I had to run a few errands this morning as well. Um, had to do a few things, and I made a conscious decision to wear my old Broncos shirt. This is one of the uh, ones, you know, w- the one my wife tells me, why do you wear that? <laughs> Not because the Broncos aren't playing well. She's like, that looks rough. It's starting to fade and, and all that stuff. I wear it to show once you're in with the Broncos, you're in with the Broncos. And i got to give you a, a perspective. You've heard all the national talk shows today. You've heard everybody already say they gave up 70 points and, and all of the analysis and, and all of the breakdown. So I'm not going to revamp that and rewrite that here at 4 o'clock on a Monday afternoon. I'm actually going to give you a little perspective of what is in the minds of Broncos country today. What is, what is on our mind? What is in the psyche of the Broncos fan? By the way, what do you want me to say today? What should I say today? I take a look at this thing. I'm going to tell you what I did yesterday in this Broncos mess. You know what I did? And this takes a lot because I look forward to every Broncos game. I'm passionate. I'm competitive. I want to see them um, play with pride. And I want to see the Broncos play with professionalism and be a proud organization that we have been for many, many years. An unbelievable fan base, one of the all-time great owners in Pat Bolin, and the Denver Broncos are a strong, strong brand. And so I'm sitting here waiting all every week for the Broncos to play, and we were waiting for this season with Sean Payton, and you had the excitement there. Sean's the one answer that he's going to be able to clean it up. Sean Payton's going to have the answers because he's a great professional coach in the NFL. And this is where now you start wondering, what is really on the Broncos fans' minds today? I'm going to tell you what I did yesterday. I'm watching the game. And I couldn't believe it. You can ask my wife this. I'm watching the game. We're watching it there at noon. And um, there's 35 points on the board already in the first half early. And I said, and, and I jokingly said, I mean, I knew it was over then. It's over. Okay. Broncos trying to score at the last part of the first half and got a touchdown, take it off the board because another penalty. And then they get a field goal. I knew it was already over. I mean, I was watching them just get sliced and diced. I mean, it was, it was a Swiss cheese defense. I mean, massive holes just everywhere. And I told my wife yesterday, I said, boy, they've given up 35. They're going to give up 70. <laughs> I, honestly, I honestly said that. That rarely happens, right? Where, oh, no, they'll clean some stuff up at halftime, and they'll, they'll compete and play with more urgency and, and have a sense of pride. And Miami couldn't get much better than that. Right? They couldn't play much better than that. Listen, they might get, what are they going to do, give up 70 today? And then I started the second half. I'm watching. Here we go again. You have no sense of, of urgency. They can't stop a soul. Guys are giving up. They're giving up. And then they do score 70. And I went and mowed the lawn later yesterday um, after lunch. I went and mowed the lawn. And you think about, 
I was thinking back to last year. It can't get much worse than Nathaniel Hackett and that uh, party, right? It can't get any worse than Hackett. That's what everybody said along the way. You said it. I said it. Broncos fans. No, it can't get much worse than Hackett. I mean, this guy's this guy's been um, terrible. You know, he's in over his head. He can't coach. He, th- this is uh, way pa- above his pay grade. And you have to. What's on the Broncos' uh, minds today? What's on our mind today? I've got two major ones on my mind. And you can tell me if I'm overreacting, if I, if oh, I'm, I'm way off too emotional today. I didn't have to watch the rest of the game yesterday. I couldn't watch the rest of the game. I'm not going to watch guys play like that. I'm not going to watch guys give up in a proud organization getting paid millions of dollars. Millions. And these guys are mailing it in. I'm going to tell you right now, what's on my mind is this is worse than last year. Did you ever think that was possible? Oh, their offense is better, Nate. And Sean Payton's kind of cleaned that up. Russell Wilson's playing better. This is worse than last year. In many ways. You just thought it was a Nathaniel Hackett problem. And it looks like it goes much deeper than that. It looks like the issues go much deeper than, hey, we had a head coach, couldn't... Uh, couldn't run training camp, couldn't manage the clock, didn't get guys in right positions. I mean, the head coach and Sean Payton comes in. He's supposed to have answers. It's worse now. And they have relatively much of the same personnel. Don't go there and say we lost Bradley Chubb. Oh, boy. what He would have made all those plays yesterday, huh? I mean, you lost a few here and there. Much of the same personnel on defense And they've gone from one of the great defenses last year, top 10, top 10. And they're giving up almost eight yards a play. 122 points in a few games. And Sean Payton is trying to sit here and look, well, you know, it's tough. And you got to look at the film. We got to get things cleaned up. And nobody's being held accountable right now. A lot of ways you have to think. You have to make sure, how do we get this train turned around? How do we get this thing? Because the Broncos fan base has to be looking, this is our worst nightmare. It's worse today than it was last year. And there's another Peyton who's uh, nobody's talking about, and that's my second issue. Sean Peyton's got a big problem, and the second issue is George Peyton, who's the general manager who's going to be on, I would think, permanent leave here pretty quick. Because George Payton's the general manager. He put together the team. He put together the roster over the last couple of years. And it sure seems as though the defense somehow went from, yeah, we, we, we uh, did pretty well, and now we can't even rush the passer. Can't make tackles. Got rid of some guys maybe you should have kept in the secondary. And uh, it's a big problem. And Sean Payton's number one, George Payton, the general manager, number two. Somebody's got to be held accountable. You know who I haven't mentioned today? Vance Joseph. Now, he's a mess, but it's not Vance's fault. 
Who hired Vance? That was Sean, and we need to be truthful with it. Sean Payton's running this show. Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Oh, Nate. You know, I went to a 5.30 mass last night. Great. And I, and I thought of you as I was up and down. <laughs> back row. Really? Wow. That's amazing. You know, this is what I don't get <clears throat> my voice today. I don't get Sean Payton and all the hype. All right, let me finish. The guy is barely above 500. He has over 40 losses. And over 40 wins. I mean, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, won a couple games in New Orleans, but what? I mean, he's 50-50 as a coach. Well, I'll tell you, I thought, he was gonna, take. I thought he was going to be good. I really did. Nah, you know, that whole cheating thing, and I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if you rob a bank. You do your time, come back to the NFL, give them a uniform. But you cheated the game in the game when he started paying players extra. Mm. You know, no, you don't do that, Nate. I'd be like you going to a high school kid. Go ahead, dude. You take out that quarterback, I'll give you 200 bucks. Well, see, that was a dirty thing back in the day. It really was. Now, Sean's going to say, oh, I didn't know anything about it. Well, you can... You can take that for okay. what it's worth. Now, let's go back to Vance Joseph, who used to be a head coach there, right? <laughs> don't remind me. Yes. Nate, Nate, let me tell you something. If I don't know anything, I know something in my 74 years of watching athletics. You fire a head coach. You don't even want him back in the building. No, you really don't, Steve. You really don't. No. And I don't get and that one. I don't get that I, one. I know. He, I never thought he. I never thought he could have been a coordinator. I always thought he was just, you know, an assistant position coach. He does. Here's well, yeah, he thing. was a position coach. You're right. That's where it, I think that's that's, that's about where, where he, he is. Be. Yes. Bill Callahan. Bill Callahan was never a head coach. Even in college, he couldn't coach. He couldn't run the show. But people like Brett Favre. Loves the guy as a coordinator. Loved the guy as a quarterback's coach. Not everybody can be a head coach. And Sean Payton, you guys, I love it, Nate. You bought that last Super Bowl. Oh, come on. And now you're come paying on. dividends. Uh, I don't think, I don't uh, think hey, that's the reason. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me, uh, Nate, it's been seven years, please. We just now spent too much. Now let's go on to Deion Sanders. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, what did I say for the last three weeks? Ooh, I'm like, guy's a joke. And it showed. Okay, <laughs> Jackson State is not a big school. All right, stay back in your little division and call it good, Colorado people. Hey, but here's the deal. <clears throat> Deion Sanders, is, as an athlete, was one of my favorites. Larry Bird, one of my favorite athletes. Some guys would do anything to get it to get the edge, to get that ball. But both turned out to be horrible coaches. Oh, I think Dion's fine. Let's be careful. Oh, please. Be careful. Let me play the violin. <laughs> All right, you beat Nebraska. Come on. See, this is how bad Nebraska is. Well, they is. beat Nebraska. Well, that's how bad we are. <laughs> Colorado State, okay, outside of wrestling, 
I thought they quit football like 30 years ago. <laughs> okay. okay. I like that. I mean, come That's on. Good. That's a good line. All right, buddy. Yeah. You're, you're on fire. I appreciate it. All right. Have a great day, All right. Nate. Thanks for getting in. Um, off and running on a Monday. I was waiting for that. I just had to be, you know, counseled by Steve there as we start the show on this <laughs> reaction Monday. No, that's all. That's all I'm going to say about uh, the Denver Broncos. Okay, is Sean Payton is it, it has a major problem right now. This uh, I, I looked at it last week against Washington. I don't see a lot of edge. Passion, commitment, it's its kind of, I'm coming in to save the Broncos and everybody listen to what I tell you and we're going to be fine. Relationships, you wonder. And I honestly wonder about the locker room there when I watched those guys yesterday. I quit on the game because the players were quitting. I quit on the game because the players were quitting. And that's a big problem for Sean Payton. So I'm just trying to put my finger on this, and you guys can watch. I've watched all the Broncos games here. Sean Payton, there's something not connecting. Well, he knows X's and O's, and, and you know, the offense, good points per possession. And there's something not connecting. And I was wrong in saying he looked like a pretty good option. I mean, Sean Payton with his history, he's won at the highest level. Oh, he had Drew Brees. Well, that's nice, but he's won at the highest level at New Orleans. They were always respected. Maybe not for some of the uh, shenanigans. I get it. I'm talking respected as an opponent and what they've done. New Orleans was a tough out. So you guys tell me, uh, if you haven't watched it closer like me, the Broncos, there's something not connecting with Peyton, some of the players, and this new look Broncos organization. The Vance Joseph thing's messy. I mean, that's a bad it's a bad call. We said it here on the program. Why do you bring back Vance Joseph? I don't get it. Oh, he was a great coordinator at Arizona. He, he was? Right, why, why do you do this stuff? I don't get it. And there's reports out saying Sean Payton's a, a really tough guy to work with. And so some D coordinators are like, eh, yeah, I'll pass. That's some of the reports out from Denver. Sean Payton's, uh, you know, the ego's massive. I'm going to run things my way. There's something not connecting, and it's a mess. Payton problem number one, and it's some big problems. George Payton, you can't ski off on this one. This isn't a free ride. George Payton's roster, uh, especially on the defensive side, rushing the passer is not there. The secondary's a mess while Simmons was out. Oh, okay, I get it. This is a major problem when you give up 70, the most points a team has scored since the 60s, and it could have been an all-time record. But Miami gave, uh, they gave us a break. Miami gave us a break. Otherwise, it's an all-time record. Thanks for calling your live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, how are you? Well, I'm a little fired up today. A little fired up. <laughs> Well, not, not even all us Nebraska fans felt about Scott Frost. <laughs> Maybe. We thought he was, was going to be the savior, and so we, we're going through the same thing. Yeah, I got you on that. Right now yeah. with, with your coach. Uh, what, do you, what do you see I, on this? What do you see? Well, I agree with you. 
you know, you missed the second half, but I know, just watching the, the second half, you, you know guys that quit when they can't tackle. I mean, they, they weren't even putting their shoulders up. They were trying to arm tackle, and I think they were doing it just, you know, we're done, we're going to we're gonna get our butt kicked, so let's just not get hurt. And I, that was a mentality that I saw on the defense as they were arm tackling instead of, you know, really putting their head and shoulder into the man, and so that's why they're missing so many tackles, but I think it was kind of a case of, well, we don't want to get hurt in a game like this, so let's just, you know, kind of go through the motions, and it was, it was kind of sad to see, and I think more so than the 70 points was the 726 yards. That's, oh, that's, that's crazy. even more unbelievable to me, you know, and you're, like you said, you're getting paid a lot of money, you know, where's your pride? Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can feel bad, but then do something about it. <laughs> you know, they're, and Miami wasn't really, you know, trying to run the score up, and you guys made it look, look even worse by, like you said, just going through the motions. It's, it's sad to see professionals that are. But you had a lot of people in, in Denver pay a lot of money for tickets, and you know, on a game day for food and to watch a high-level professional football yeah. organization. Yes, yes. Yeah, and so you know, look at all those people you're letting down as well. You know, obviously you're letting yourself down. You're getting paid good money, but where's your Where's your pride? You're in the NFL. You're supposed to be. This is the elite of the elite, and you know you can see it. Seventy points in a, in a college game or a high school game. Those those kids are amateurs, but you guys are you guys are professionals. So man, there's no excuse for that. Um, no excuse for that at all. But I wonder. I, I, my I, question I, is, what what's Sean going to do now? What's he going to do? Well, I think he'd challenge your guys. You know, I would just tell him, all right, we're going to find out next week who's. Uh, who wants to pay and who doesn't? And I wouldn't. I wouldn't think anything of it. Sitting some of these guys down, you can look at the film and obviously tell in that second half who, you know, who's who wanted to play and who didn't. And I think I would, I would work accordingly with with those players, those guys that were still playing hard at the end. And I don't know how many there were, but uh, any of those ones who weren't. I mean, I'd give them fair warning. Hey, you know, this is this is uncalled for and. Uh, Maybe see what happens in practice this week, but I might. And granted, you got 14 games left, so you know you can't can't just throw you know everything to the wind. You, no, still, no, you can't. No. And you but, got you got you the somehow, Bears this week. You got the Bears. I yeah. mean, this is another winnable game. Okay, the Dolphins yeah. is one thing. The first couple of games weren't great, but they were close. Now this one was you know it went off the rails quickly. Um, now, I watched the I watched the first half of the Bears game with the Chiefs. And if you if Denver can't beat the Bears, then I then I say it's over. Because <laughs> the Bears are probably the worst team in the in the NFL right now. I would have to say. And so if you I, lose to those guys, that. I'm with you. So, I, I feel worse it. as a Vikings fan. You do? But yeah, I do. Because huh? We had we had two chances to win that game at the end. And again, Cousins didn't. He had a he overthrew a guy wide open for a touchdown. He had several other throws. Their offensive line's a mess. I'd rather. I'd rather lose by 70 than keep losing oh. the way the Vikings do. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't I have, be with you on that. I can't. We keep be. seeing this. All right. We keep seeing this, Nate. We keep I got seeing this you. Every year with our Vikings. I'm going to hit on the Vikings coming up. No, I got you. I appreciate <laughs> right. it. Thanks for getting in. I, I. That's that's what's funny about this is the Vikings are 0 three. We're going to hit on the Vikings coming up because the the Chargers tried serving it up for them. They tried serving it up for the Vikings yesterday. 
Brandon Staley served it up for him on the 24-yard line, and they couldn't quite uh, get it done. And the Vikings also 0-3. The Vikings are not near in a uh, position as my Broncos, though. I mean, I, honestly, I've been watching both teams. The Vikings are not like my Broncos right now. They, they just aren't. Um, all right. Listener text coming in. Nate, you've been jumping off the cliff every week. And if you quit on the team, okay, no problem. Stop beating a dead horse. No pun intended. <laughs> are, are the Broncos dead? Are they dead? I don't think I've been jumping off the cliff every week. I mean, you lose to Washington at home. You lose to the Raiders by one at home. And now you give up 70? What are we going to jump off? Somebody's got to get a grip on this. What did I say? I'm wearing my Broncos shirt. Why is that? Why is that? To remind you, I'm with the Broncos. I'm not going to watch them quit as they play against the Dolphins and give up a 70-burger. I'm with the Broncos. I, I will not change that. There's no fans out there, oh, I'm going to go to this team and go to that team. Get out of here. I'm with the Broncos. I need Sean Payton to get this figured out because it's a disconnect and there's something really wrong. It's a big disconnect because the players aren't competing, and this is a long season left. You can't tell me that the defense went from good to that bad. And so if it's a Vance Joseph problem, figure it out, Sean. You better figure it out quickly. I'm with the Broncos. I'm wearing my all-time Broncos shirt. What an embarrassment that the Broncos did yesterday to a proud organization. Jake Shapiro's on next. Broncos Buffs, DenverSports.com, live from Denver. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. For 84 years, Pomp's Tire Service has been providing best-in-class service and value. We have grown to over 200 locations and are one of a few service providers that buy tires manufacturer direct. We are proud to pass those savings on to you, our customers. Pomp's, the tire and service professionals, family-owned since 1939. Through September 30th, get up to $240 in rebates on Goodyear tires, up to $150 in rebates on Bridgestone and Firestone tires, or an $80 instant rebate on Michelin, BF Goodrich, or Hankook tires. See store for details or visit Pomp'sTire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows around 49 tonight under clear skies, south winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Bright sunshine expected tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 74. Clear skies and quiet again tomorrow night. Lows sit down to about 51. Dry with temperatures a bit above average Wednesday and Thursday and highs from the mid-70s to the low 80s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 73. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Max has more than 1,000 shower doors, bathtubs, and showers to add style and luxury to your life. Save big money on beautiful shower doors that will transform the look of any bathroom. Save today on your entire bathroom update. All Max shower kits are 11% off at Menards. Good through October 1st. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. 
If you've been waiting for a new Toyota, your wait is over. Denny Menhold Toyota has new inventory in stock with more arriving daily. Choose from new Toyota Tundras, Camrys, and more. Many on the lot now and more on the way. Plus, factory cash incentives and low interest rate financing are available on gas and hybrid models. Find your Toyota on our lot or our website or reserve one that's on the way. See us at Denny Menhold Toyota at DennyMenholdToyota.com. As the chief buffet officer here at Pizza Ranch, I get all kinds of buffet questions. Here's one from Cole. Is there a real cactus in your cactus bread? Great question, Cole. No, <laughs> there is no cactus in our cactus bread. Just sweet cinnamony streusel. It's on our buffet every day, along with pizza, chicken, ice cream, and all your other favorites. Even better, at least for your parents, kids eat free on Tuesday nights. And don't worry, Cole, there's no coal in our coleslaw either. Pizza Ranch with two Rapid City locations and PizzaRanch.com. Fox Sports Rapid City hits the road and heads east to Sioux Falls for a high school football doubleheader this Friday night. The Rapid City Central Cobblers battle the Sioux Falls Roosevelt Rough Riders in Game 1 at 4 p.m., followed by the Rapid City Stevens Raiders facing the top-ranked Sioux Falls Lincoln Patriots. Join Dean Gurr and me, Jerome Wickersham, for all the action beginning with the pregame show at 345 from Howard Wood Field. The Cobblers and the Rough Riders followed by the Raiders and the Patriots Friday right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show, live on Fox Sports Rapid City. And I remind you, this is a Broncos Country radio show. I got Broncos logos up in the studio here. I got this nice piece that this gentleman made for me. He was uh, woodworking. He made a Broncos logo. This was a few years ago. It's outstanding. Are you still out there, sir? Are you still with the Broncos? <laughs> Come on, stay with us. I got my Broncos shirt on today. Now, why would I do that? I'm a proud Broncos fan, lifelong. And I'm not going to bail. I'm not bailing, but you've got to make changes. You've got to take some accountability. You've got to get this thing turned out right. My biggest problems are Peyton and Peyton, and then we'll go from there. Down to the D coordinator, down to the players. Um, Peyton and Peyton have some answers that they have to provide. Jake Shapiro's on tonight from Denver. Let's talk Broncos first, then we'll go to the Buffs. DenverSports.com. Find him there. DenverSports.com. Jake, good to have you back on. How are you? I'm feeling well, despite uh, the two football teams I cover losing by a combined, I think, what was it, Nate? I think 90, 80? It was a lot. <laughs> I lost track. You lost track. I lost track. Um, I'm going to go to the Broncos here. So, so people say, hey, you can't, you know, say, well, jump off the cliff every week and, you know, this is a disaster and the whole thing is, well, here, here's where I'm at with the Broncos. There has to be some accountability, and it doesn't seem like Sean Payton's willing to self-reflect and say, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. I wonder, it, there seems like there's some sort of disconnect with Payton since he's been running this organization the first few weeks. Am I off on that? What do you see? Sean Payton having a giant ego? Oh, no way. Who could have seen that coming? I mean, come on. Like, this is who they hired. 
They gave two for they gave a first round pick and a second round pick, and they're giving eighteen million dollars a year for the coach that has one of the biggest egos of the last twenty years. Granted, it is somewhat justified because he did win one Super Bowl because of an onside kick, and he had a really good quarterback that he kept making a really good quarterback year in and year out. But th- this is the guy they hired. They're they're giving a lot of money to an offensive mastermind, so to speak, just to get out coached by the offensive mastermind who was their ball boy. Like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, Nate, but it all comes back towards incompetent ownership going back before the Walton Penners. It's too early to judge the Walton Penners because of that consultation that the Broncos had, and that led to Joe Ellis making mistake after mistake, John Elway making some mistakes towards the end of his run as GM. Then George Payton making some of the worst moves the GM has made in the last couple decades. So, yeah, I'm with you in thinking this guy, Sean, he's got a huge ego. He's got to make some admissions and and make some consultations. But he thinks he was going to come in here and turn this team into a playoff team year over year. I saw from a mile away, and so did many other people, that this defense had a massive talent drop-off year over year, let alone the fact that they replaced, replaced Ejero Evero, who's supposedly this really young defensive mastermind, with Vance Joseph, who the team fired just a couple of years ago. So there's been a lot of mistakes made already under Sean Payton, and him not letting go of Vance Joseph after the worst loss in the history of the NFL, possibly, at least the worst one in the history of the Denver Broncos, is uh, an admission of, of Sean Payton saying, I'm tying my guy, myself to Vance Joseph. This is my guy moving forward. So uh, it, it's really interesting, particularly because Sean put some of the blame on the offense somehow for giving up 70 points. So I think about this moving forward. You think Sean Payton sticking with Vance Joseph because if he wasn't, he would have made that call right now. But, you know, history tells us, Jake, Nobody really makes that call usually right now, but I guess nobody gives up 70 either. So after three weeks, is that a tough call? Right. It's an unprecedented loss, so unprecedented unprecedented decisions had to be made. We didn't even get the coach speak, well, we're making changes, and then the reporter goes, well, what changes? And Sean says, we're doing that internally. We didn't hear anything about how they're changing their processes or anything. The funny thing is, I was at Broncos practice last week, and everyone there knew Vance Joseph was on the hot seat going into the week after two weeks of football, because that's how much the defense had regressed year over year. And Vance already came in with a warm seat, given he was just fired a couple years ago as the head coach. So, no, it, it, it should have happened yesterday. There's no amount of money the Walton Penner ownership group would spend that would be too much. There's some decent defensive coordinator options that live around here um, uh, that, that are connected with football. I mean, it doesn't even really matter at this point, Nate, for this season because of the fact that only, I think, three teams since 1996 that have started 0-3 have made the playoffs. So the Broncos' season is over. It started and it's over before it even really started. And uh, we're getting into a situation where if you're a Broncos fan, you should probably be rooting for the Chicago Bears this week. So it's not even necessarily about switching the defensive coordinator out for this year. It's making sure you have the right one in place moving forward. And so you don't have your star corner's father tweeting, hey, maybe my son should get out of here. DenverSports.com, Jake Shapiro on tonight from Denver. Um, He's on Fox Sports Rapid City. So 
what did you think is the difference between last year's defense top 10 and this year's defense? You say, hey, we have some talent gaps. Well, no Chubb, no Darby. I mean, there's still a lot of the same guys. Who's, who's the difference makers? Well, the big difference maker yesterday was, was Justin Simmons. Um, whenever the Broncos have played without Justin Simmons the last two years, it's actually been a disaster. And this is something that was true in training camp as well. They've also had some, some pretty big issues with their safety depth. Uh, some of the names people don't know have been hurt, which means that they, you know, when they lose Justin Simmons, they're basically already zooming to their fifth spring safety. So that's part of the issue. They've never been able to put a second corner in three years of Patrick Sertan next to Patrick Sertan. They don't have that guy. That's been a failure. Their linebacking has been lousy. Uh, they schemed around it last year. Uh, one of the big things that you talk about, yeah, they lost Bradley Chubb, but at the start of the year, they, they traded uh, uh, a defensive lineman towards the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they thought, hey, we have a lot of depth at this position. This was going into last season because they signed Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory re recorded zero stats on Sunday, yesterday. He recorded zero stats. Nick Benito was a second-round pick last year. Going into the season, they thought he'd be someone that would be helpful last year. Maybe it's not that year coming into 2023. He has been an absolute nothing for the Denver Broncos. So, you went from having some pretty decent pass rushers going into training camp in 2022 and some depth at the position to almost nothing at all on your defensive line. Let's be honest about their offensive line as well. I know I'm skipping around here, but it, 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 they spent a lot of money on Mike McGlinchey. He is not good, and a lot of people knew that. They spent a lot of money on Ben Powers, who is okay, so they've just got a really bad situation on both sides of the ball on their line. And again, you jump around on the defensive side of the ball, and it's like, who's really impressing you? It's really only Pastor Tan and Justin Simmons. So it, it goes a lot to show you what Idro Evero was doing last year in speeding around this defense. Okay, so now this is the last one of the Broncos. Jake Shapiro on the Nate Brown Show. Find him at denversports.com. His work there. So it's the Bears. The Bears are, are they the worst team in the league? I, I think so. So the, the Broncos need to win. They're favored by three at Chicago. So if the Broncos don't win that, let's just set up the scene. If they don't win that, your guess is, and it's a bad defensive performance, what happens? Well, that's an interesting question, Nate. What actually happens? I, I would say that if Vance should have been fired this week, it should have been. If Vance was going to get fired early on in the season, it would have been this week. But if you're talking about a team who had, I think, 30 passing yards going into the fourth quarter uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs last week, doing, uh, you know, let's say scoring 30 points or something like that, and the Broncos lose 16-30, to 30, I think it's going to be hard to keep Vance Joseph around. But moreover, again, I'm not really interested in the Vance Joseph stuff because it seems like he's on the way out no matter what. Like, he's already proven he can't do the job. What's going to happen with Justin Simmons? What's going to happen with Patrick Sertan? When will the Broncos decide we're just going to hit the reset button and we're going to rebuild, and which guys are they going to rebuild around? Because if they lose this game against the Chicago Bears, Nate, they should have the first overall pick in the draft. Like, they are headed, steamrolling ahead towards that first pick in the draft. And guess what the, the people of Colorado are going to see on Saturday? 
We're seeing Caleb Williams play the Colorado Buffaloes in Boulder. Yeah. So we, as Colorado football fans, might see the future quarterback of the Denver Broncos on Saturday, given whatever happens to the result of Sunday football game. And again, we're talking about the NFL draft three weeks into the football season, and it's justified. It's not great. Let me just say that. Jake Shapiro on tonight. Uh, you're a CU guy, so the buffs go down hard. Um, the talent gap there was was pretty big in in a lot of positions there. So what was your takeaway? What should people think of the buffs and the blowout? Oh, it's exactly what I expected, Nate. You just don't go into Oregon and win as a Colorado football team. I'll give you a stat. That's the fewest points the Colorado Buffaloes have allowed against the Oregon Ducks since 2016. Like, that's actually one of the best performances the Buffs have had against the Oregon Ducks since both have been in the Pac-12. So, you know, I expected it. I didn't think it would be necessarily that bad. What was kind of impressive, and this is going to be like the most homer take of all time, the Buffs only lost the second half 7-6 to six after Dan Lanning said at halftime, we are going to put up a number on these guys. So the fact that Colorado kind of hung their own and, and, and put in a performance in the second half, I thought was impressive coaching. In each of the second half of games this year, Colorado's been a lot better, which goes to show what their, what their staff is doing uh, with that information at halftime, which I find very impressive. Um, I, I'm not swayed by the fact that they lost a lot by Oregon. They've already got three times the amount of wins they did last year. They've got a mile to go before they can reach the, the teams like Oregon and USC. And you know what? Given what USC did in Tempe on Saturday, maybe there's a shot in a world where, you know, Caleb Williams has one bad decision or a running back fumbles the ball and Shadur is just perfect that the Buffs can upset the Trojans this coming weekend. But we got to be honest about ourselves. Colorado beating Arizona State next weekend in Tempe. Colorado at home beating Stanford. And both these teams are lousy Pac-12 schools, granted. But Colorado just winning those two games and getting two Pac-12 wins and getting the five wins this year would be a massive success and turnaround for this program. And, and I know the whole country's having a hee-hee-ha-ha last moment at Deion Sanders for getting his, his butt whooped bigger than any margin that he's ever faced as a player or coach. But that's just the reality of stepping into the world of power football. Sometimes when you're re reinventing a program and reinvigorating a program, you are just completely outclassed, and that's what happened on Saturday. And hopefully for the Buffaloes, that doesn't happen again. But they, they caught a break, Nate, because they're not going to play Washington. And I think Washington's the best school in the back Jake Shapiro on tonight. Uh, Reaction Monday. Great stuff. Read his work at denversports.com. Talking Broncos buffs today. Jake, good to have you, man. I appreciate you hopping on. Yep. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Denversports.com. 104.3 The Fan. Uh, live in Denver. Jake Shapiro on tonight. Fox Sports Rapid City. Good stuff from Jake. Some passion. Some energy. I like it. Um, I got to say, you got to be fair with Colorado. You got to be fair with Colorado. Whether you love Dion, you don't like Dion. I'm I'm kind of looking at this picture here of Colorado saying Dion will get many great players to Colorado. You could say he doesn't know this X's and O's, and he just has a good staff and whatever. And he's what is it playing for clicks? Dion is a great brand marketer. Dion is a great football guy. He is a motivator, and I'm telling you, he's going to get the great players to Colorado. 
That's my projection. That's my uh, uh, look at this. People can say, oh, he's going to get smashed. See, he's, he's just a wannabe. He's a, he's a fraud. He's not to me. Whether you like Dion or the way things are going, he's going to make Colorado a competitor. We should know that by now. Oregon's, I think, pretty top shelf there. I mean, that was that was a beatdown. But I'm looking at it going, Colorado's not going to be somebody that nobody talks about anymore. They're going to be a factor. And it's because of Dion's star power, coaching ability, putting the staff around him, recruiting the players, and building the culture there. I think he's going to win a lot. He's going to get some great players. And they're already sitting there three and one. That's not bad, right? <laughs> That's not bad. Big blowout. They aren't up to speed yet with the top-tier teams. But it's quite um, the turnaround, whether you like how he did it or not. And I think there's more to come. Listener text coming in from a Colorado Buffalo. Nate, tell Steve we want an apology when CU is dominant in a few years. Dion's a wonderful coach, has some talent issues he's dealing with now. Amazing what he's done so far. Well, you just told Steve, okay? <laughs> Good luck. Coming back with Eric Eager, NFL analyst, Sumer Sports. What's Eric's take on the Minnesota Vikings? I don't think the Vikings are in as near a trouble as my Broncos. Well, what does Eric say next? Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Nearly 150 years ago, Americans didn't race across the plains to settle. They pioneered. They toiled and ground the land into the world we know today, creating opportunities not just for themselves, but for future generations. Don't settle. Pioneer. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Local. Member FDIC. Cadillac Jacks is proud to present The Book, the newly renovated sports book at Cadillac Jacks Gaming Resort. Powered by BetMGM, The Book offers every wager allowed under South Dakota law. Bring your friends and grab a luxury seat or party table and surround yourself with brand new giant TVs playing all the NFL and college football games you want to see. Order your favorite brews and cocktails and enjoy delicious food from the new Guadalajara's Mexican restaurant. Experience The Book at Cadillac Jacks Gaming Resort. How will your bets pay out? Get ready for the ride of a lifetime. Buckle up and brace yourself as you dive headfirst into the heart-pounding adventure in the Black Hills. Ignite your engine and feel the raw power coursing through your veins. The rush of adrenaline hits you like a lightning bolt as you tear through the dense forest, conquering every twist and turn with precision and speed. Tight corners, steep inclines, and heart-stopping descents. Your Polaris side-by-side -side tackles them all. Rally your crew and let the camaraderie fuel your fire. Together, you'll share epic <laughs> stories of daring feats and jaw-dropping stunts. Unleash your inner adrenaline junkie. Let the roaring engine, the rush of speed, and the wild twist of the Black Hills ignite your passion for adventure like never before. Visit Four Seasons Motorsports and Marine at 1600 East St. Patrick Street or online at fourseasonsportscenter.com. Get your hands on the ultimate Polaris side-by-side -side for the adventure of a lifetime. Four Seasons Motorsports and Marine, pushing the limits of excitement. 
Hi, this is Cody Young at High Plains Physical Therapy and Aquatic Therapy Center. I started High Plains PT in 1999, and we've been providing personalized care in Rapid City to help our patients get back in action. Remember, you have a choice for who you go to see for physical therapy. With our state-of-the-art Aquatic Therapy Center, we are equipped to help you achieve your health goals. At High Plains, we'll give you the one-on-one treatment you deserve. We look forward to working with you at our new facility. To get started, visit highplainspt.com. For more than 70 years, Consolidated Construction has ingrained their business into the community. When you choose Consolidated, you choose a proud business born in the Dakotas that understands every project is much more than a building. It's a community. It's your business launch pad. It's your hard work coming to life. Each project has a true purpose. Consolidated will work to ensure that there's a quality experience for all who are involved. Learn more about Consolidated Construction at OneCallToBuild.com. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. Back on a Monday. Yes, I'm here facing the music of my Denver Broncos and wearing my Broncos shirt. Never give up. <laughs> it's the theme of today's show. Never give up. I will fight the good fight. Will the Broncos, though, please? I'm going to watch the Chiefs and Broncos October 29th. Come on now. Let's bring it a little bit. That was a mess yesterday. All right. Let's go to Eric Eager, NFL analyst, Sumer Sports. SumerSports.com. He's on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Let's break down week three. Eric, good to have you. How are you? Nate, I'm good. How about you? Well, I'm a little fired up today, Eric. You know I'm a Broncos guy. I'm a little fired up. So you give me the, uh, um, you know, calm reaction from a guy who looks at the data. You look and you break things down. What should I be thinking about the Broncos' defense? Last couple of weeks has been really, really tough. Yeah, it's hard to come out with anything good. I mean, obviously giving up 70 to the Dolphins, you know, that's a really good offense, but that kind of got out of control. To me, it's like the week before you give up, you know, a 21-3 lead. You give up 35 points to a Washington team that yesterday had to kick a field goal in the final two minutes just to avoid a shutout. I think that that, that it is concerning. Uh, you know, letting a zero Evero go. Uh, you know, he went to Carolina. Sean Payton comes in. I think that Russell Wilson has actually been pretty good, uh, at least at times over the past three weeks, much better than he was at any time last year. Uh, I think it, it is really concerning. The schedule, um, you know, it, it eases up a little bit. There's a couple Chiefs teams here, but this is really historically the time to get the Chiefs. So, uh, you know, to me, I think that it's, it, yeah, there are some positives, and you know, but at the same time, like yesterday, you know, there's not really much you can take from the game other than the offense was at least okay. I'm looking at this team, Eric, and it's tough for me. I follow the Broncos year in, year out. They lost some players from last year on the defensive side. You know, they don't have Baron Browning. He's not healthy. They gave away Chubb, Draymond Jones. So, so there's some guys gone. Simmons was hurt yesterday. Their, their top two safeties are out. So, so there's some gaps there. But does that explain going from a top 10 defense last year, which was their strong part of their team, to now they're, they're the worst? Yeah, I, Simmons is a big loss. I think Chubb is a big loss. Frank Clark hasn't been able to play for a while. That hurts. 
You know, so you're really like Randy Gregory rushing from the edge, and that's, you know, probably not enough in the modern NFL. Um, the corner position is pretty good, you know, but after Sertan, it falls off a little bit. I, I also think, like, the Miami Dolphins, the way that they're going right now, we'll see how they do against Buffalo this week, are just uniquely suited to hurt a team where they're weak, and the Broncos were weaker than normal yesterday. Eric Eager on tonight, Sumer Sports NFL analyst. So I think my Broncos have big problems there. Sean Payton has to you know, be uh, self-reflective and take a look at what he needs to do organizationally with that team. I think there's some big problems defensively uh, in the whole thing. But I'm going to go to the Vikings now. They're 0-3 as well. I said the Vikings are not as in bad a shape as my Broncos. Is that accurate, or are the Vikings in big trouble um, scheme-wise, talent-wise with this season? Well, you know, they've had a chance to win all three games. I think especially the Tampa Bay game and the Los Angeles Chargers game. Uh, they very well could be 2-1. and one. You know, it's the same song and dance with the Vikings. They play, they play it close every single game. They can't really pull away. And then, you know, it's a coin flip at the end. The first 11 coins last year came up heads. The last four have come up tails. I think that they're going to be okay. The problem is, you know, that Green Bay win yesterday, big, you know, the top four players on the Packers all being out, being able to come back from 17 behind. Now they're two games up on Minnesota. Detroit, big win, professional win for the Lions, like sort of an interesting one for them against Atlanta. And they, those two play on Thursday. Those, one of those two teams, unless there's a tie, is going to be two and a half games up on the Vikings. Uh, you know, as the Vikings try to win their own division, um, you know, again, and those two teams get Minnesota, and I think both are better than the Vikings. So, you know, they're, they, they, they can do it, but I'm not optimistic. I think the schedule is above average as far as difficulty, and the defense is only going to get worse as the season progresses because, you know, injuries happen, and they're pretty healthy right now other than Davenport. And I, and I just don't know if he's, you know, a needle mover once he gets on the field. Let's talk about uh, Staley and the Chargers yesterday. He served it up, uh, Eric, for the Vikings. Going for it, fourth and one on your own 24. He doesn't get it. Now give me the breakdown on that because that seems a minute 50 left on your own 24. Well, I think there's a couple. I think there. I think it was a good move. Um, you know, they had an 80% chance to win with a punt. They had an 88% chance to win with going for it. If you make it, the Vikings are kind of out of timeout, so you can, you know, salt the game away. If you don't make it, you obviously could lose the game, but also you're up four, so they got to score a touchdown. If they score a touchdown and you, you have your timeout, you can go back and get a field goal. We've seen that before against this Vikings defense. So there were a lot of ways to win with going for it, um, and a lot of ways to win immediately with going for it. Now, you know, Herbert was 40 of 47. I'd rather Herbert drop back and complete a one-yard pass than I would them running a fullback. They had a first percentile run game yesterday against a bad a Vikings defense that 10 days earlier gave up 133 yards to DeAndre Swift before contact. They only gave up 19 yards to running backs yesterday. So I don't like to play call, but I like going for it because I think it ends the game uh, more times than not. And when you don't make it, you can still get a stop as the Chargers demonstrated. Eric Eager on tonight from Sumer Sports. Uh, find him there also on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Talking week three. One more on the Vikings. Do you believe that the Vikings should explore this Kirk Cousins trade scenario? I do. I think also the contract is set up for that. If he were to waive the no-trade clause, it would only cost the incoming team $10 million. It would only be a $10 million dead cap charge to the Vikings, which is, you know, they're already paying for that anyway. 
with the signing bonus. Um, you know, they're a team that after trading for Hawkinson, after trading for Blacklock, after trading for um, Jalen Rager last year, they only had five draft picks going into the draft last year. Um, and, you know, they, they're not great. I mean, the 2022 draft has one starter in it after Ed Engram loses his job to Dalton Reiser. So I, I think they need young talent. I think Kirk Cousins is probably going to leave after the season. So why not, if you think that this season isn't going anywhere, why not try to get a couple second-round picks or a couple third-round picks uh, in exchange for Cousins? Do you think Kirk would say, yeah, I'd go to, I'd go to another team that's trying to contend? I don't know. I mean, but I, I would at least make him make that decision because I think a lot of people are saying, well, why would he want to leave if he can just sit here and put up stats um, and get some big money in free agency? But I know the NFL is not as high on Cousins as, as the public. And I think if the NFL sees him looking out for himself again in a history of deals that, frankly, have been not very team-friendly, very Kirk Cousins-friendly and good for him, um, I think the league would say, well, does this guy really want to win? Uh, so I, I'd be careful – if I were, you know, if, if just assuming that he would turn down a trade um, because he's coming up for free agency, I think he almost has to at least explore the opportunity of a trade because of what the league will think of him if he turns one down. All right, uh, Eric Eager, before I let you run, what do you think of the Bengals here tonight? Joe Burrow questionable, 0-2. What do you think Bengals-Rams tonight? I saw the price move towards the Bengals about $0.10, cents, which is a lot in the betting market. So I do think Burrow's going to play. Could be wrong, but uh, the people who are betting certainly think he's going to play. I think they, I think they win the ball game. I think the Rams have been very good through two weeks, but I think the the other shoe drops for them. So I, I like Cincinnati tonight. Must win game, right? Because everybody else in that division is two and one. Eric Eager on tonight, Sumer Sports. Where you've got him, and here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Eric, always appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks for me on, Nate. Take care. Thanks a lot. Eric Eager, NFL analyst for SumerSports.com, live from Cincinnati. Uh, Bengals getting ready to go tonight. A little double Monday night football action. Bengals-Rams tonight. And uh, it should be interesting, Philadelphia-Tampa Bay. I like the Bengals to win that tonight against the Rams. Joe Burrow's a little iffy from what they're uh, saying all afternoon. And then I'll go Philly uh, to take care of Tampa Bay. Sorry. My Tampa Bay Bucks fan. Are you out there right now? Are you out there with me? I got a I got a loyal Bucks fan here in the Black Hills, and he chimes in on the show a lot. It's Eagles tonight. It's all Eagles tonight on Monday Night Football. Let's shift out of football because we got to look at this. We have to. Major League Baseball last week of the regular season. Who's going to make the run? Are my Cubbies going to make the postseason? Scott Pianowski, Major League Baseball writer, Yahoo Sports Next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 the new Chevy Silverados keep rolling into Danny Menhall Rapid Chevrolet. Get our exclusive $1,500 Danny Menhall discount on every new 2023 half-ton Silverado. 
That means total savings up to $3,000 off MSRP on any Silverado half ton. Or take advantage of 0% APR financing and $2,250 total off MSRP. Have a trade in with hail damage? We're offering top dollar for all trades, including trades with hail damage. Find new roads at Denny Menhall Rapid Chevrolet or Denny Menhall Rapid Chevrolet.com. How many of you are making 5% APY on your free checking account? Yes, your checking account. Head on over to Highmark Credit Union and we'll make it happen. That's 5% on your checking account up to $10,000. Qualifications apply, but it's worth it. Whether you're looking for a high rate of return, cash back, or just basic checking, we'll make it happen. You can even get refunds on ATM withdrawal fees nationwide or a cool debit card featuring the Stevens Raiders or Central Cobblers. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by at any of our branches and earn big. Hi, this is Shane Griffin. I'm part of the Will Dixon Real Estate Team. I know what it's like looking for a new home or your family's first home in the Black Hills. That's why I specialize in helping the first-time homebuyer make their dream of home ownership a reality. I'm also a veteran, and I'm proud to serve military members in the Black Hills. Our team at Will Dixon Real Estate has great relationships with local lenders. Whether you're looking at buying or selling, just Google Shane Griffin Keller Williams. That's Shane Griffin at Keller Williams to take your first step into your new home. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in your sports, your show, The Nate Brown Show on a Monday, getting set for the second hour packed tonight. John Bryce coming up, National College football writer, footballscoop.com straight ahead. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Spearfish Motors. Hey, there's not too many locally owned new car and truck dealerships left. Spearfish Motors is just that. Full line of new GMCs and Cadillacs, GMC Sierra light duty and heavy duty trucks, outstanding, you got it. All Cadillac models, including the Escalade, XT5, XT6, award-winning sales and service at Spearfish GMC Cadillac. We are professional grade. Start online at spearfishmotors.com. Take a look. They're at 1910 North Main and Spearfish. Great treatment, great line of new cars and trucks at spearfishmotors.com. Scott Pianowski on tonight. I said, hey, man, I know it's football, football, football. I'm looking at this going... Major League Baseball, last week of the regular season, it's here. It's October's coming up, man. Here we go. YahooSports.com, where you'll find his work. Scott Pianowski on, Major League Baseball writer. Scott, good to have you back. How are you? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you? Doing good, man. So let me ask you about some storylines. I'm going to start with my Cubs. Okay, I have to. I've been re-engaged. They've been really fun to follow. Some of these guys, um, just a fun team to watch for me the last uh, month and a half. And they got hot after the break. Now they're in a dead heat. I've got two texts from listeners saying, your Cubs aren't going to make it. Are they right? It's probably 50-50 at this point. But it's been a great renaissance season for them. And obviously after winning the World Series in 2016, they thought the window was going to be open longer than it ultimately was. These windows would never open as long as you think. But... They've circled the wagons. I like a lot of the things they did. They obviously went for it the deadline with some trades. I don't know that they have a lot of upside if they make it, but as far as making the playoffs, I'd, I'd give them, I think Fangraphs has them around 56% right now. That sounds right to me. Okay, so they're starting a series tomorrow with the Braves. That's a tough team. 
that's a tough team to be playing three against in the last week of the season. Are the Braves still playing for hey, this this home field? Well, I think so. They, they have actually run, I think, to maybe to their detriment, they've played their starters almost every day of the season, and they're not getting, you know, we know we see a lot in sports, right? Basketball's trying to solve load management. You'll see it in football where teams will lay down late in the season because they want to get ready for the playoff run and it's such a physical grind. And baseball, longer than most seasons, I mean, you, you, you're a traveling band for six months with very few days off. I thought they would pull back at Atlanta Woods some once they, they had the early clinch and everything. They really haven't done that. So I, I don't think the Cubs can win these games, but they're going to have to beat Atlanta's best players. I think you might see an odd player sit here or there. For the most part, I think they're going to get the regular lineup. Scott Pianowski on tonight, YahooSports.com. So I'm a Broncos fan, Scott, so I'm reeling today. Uh, gave up 70 yesterday. And then I look at Denver and I go, let's go to the Major League Baseball side. A record-setting loss season for the Rockies, a record for that organization. What can Rockies fans, what 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 should Rockies fans think? Yeah, I mean, 56-99, and 99, they threw the big money at Chris Bryant, and I don't know if he's ever going to be the same player again. It's such a hard thing because usually in any sport you point to, okay, how do you rebuild, how do you do this? But the problem with Colorado, it's just always going to be hard to have any continuity of pitching because it's such a different – that place just chews up pitchers and spits them out. It's so rare that any Rockies pitcher has a good season, back-to-back seasons. So I don't know, do you just steer into it and say, let's just have a softball team and not care about the pitching? Or do you just spend so much money in pitching? It's been yeah. hard to try to attract. When you have a free agent who's a good pitcher, why would you want to go to Colorado? I mean, look, I, I love Denver. It's a very clean city. It's a beautiful ballpark. I've had a lot of good times. I have a lot of friends in that area. And it's fun when they're good. They've been, obviously, the World Series before, although they got wiped out immediately by the Red Sox. But I think baseball's fun in Colorado. I think it can work there. But it's been difficult for them trying to find what the right, uh, what the right formula is. And, you know, and then you've seen what's happened the last decade or so. They eventually had to trade Tulowitzki close to his prime. They traded Marinato after they paid him close to his prime. They may be trying to get rid of this Bryant contract at some point. They'll probably have to eat a lot of it. Unfortunately, he just doesn't have the bat speed he did in his 20s. I thought his game would age really well. I was wrong on that. But I don't know how you solve the pitching, Nate. And the park, and people talk about all the thin air and everything. The thing is, the park is so huge, the balls and play averages are gigantic. Because it's just, you can't cover all the acreage out there. And it just leads to a lot of extended innings. Okay, did the ownership, the, the Monforts there with the Rockies, did they spend the wrong money? Or have they not invested the money? I think it's more the first thing, uh, although you can say that this is maybe there's been markets that they've sat out. But the problem is if you're not going to be one of the three or four teams that have gigantic financial advantages, you better be right when you do sign somebody to extend the deal. And they finally stepped up to the plate on a couple of guys. It's been the wrong guy. And then you know, even things like extending their closer, Daniel Bard, who's in his you know, mid to late 30s, I don't understand what that's. That's one thing. A closer is a luxury on a losing team. You really don't. That's the last thing you would look for. But it's been a combination of both. I think it's been more wrong choices than unwillingness to jump in the pool. But they certainly could make some some more noise in free agency. Scott Pianowski on Major League Baseball, YahooSports.com. He's on Twitter at Scott underscore Pianowski. Go to the Yankees, Scott. They're going to be on this uh, mark here for maybe the worst winning percentage since 1992. They're, they're right around 500 now. they got to win this afternoon. Right around 500, we'll see where they finish. 
Aaron Boone said he's not sure he'll be back. What's the scenario in New York? Yeah, I think a lot of people aren't sure they're going to be back. Brian Cashman may not be back. And you look at the roster, Judge has the monster season last year. They had to bring him back. They do. He gets hurt a little bit unlucky there. But the lineup is so just thin around him. I mean, who's the second-best player on this offense? Glaber Torres, I guess. Uh, Rizzo got unlucky with uh, the concussion problems. He's never really been the same guy since that early in the season. And Garrett Cole, the best pitcher in baseball who's never won a Cy Young Award, is probably going to win it this year. But again, who's, there's no he, he's Batman. There's no Robin here, right? Um, they don't have a number two pitcher. They actually have a pretty good bullpen. The, the problem with the Yankees is that they would love to. This isn't like some other sports where the NBA, you go out, you, you, you figure out what superstar wants to come to you, or the NFL, you get a quarterback. In baseball, you need some infrastructure. You know, Aaron Judge can be great. You can't have five dead spots in the lineup like they have right now. Garrett Cole is tremendous. He doesn't pitch four out of five of the games. You know, they, they have to, and they have to look at their scouting. They have to look at their international scouting. Their, their farm system has, has lagged. And that's, you know, whether you promote prospects because you're going to keep them and not pay them a lot of money and that enables you to do some things or you trade them for other people who are established players. That's really where they're getting beat. And maybe that isn't directly on Cashman, but they're going to have to rededicate how they scout, how they spend international money, and they're going to have to draft better because that's where they've been getting beaten for the last 10 years. Okay, Scott, here we go. Postseason run is on. Um, boy, the Astros are in this thing. They're close. I don't know if they're going to make it. Blue Jays lead. Astros Mariners tonight uh, in that series. I look at teams that are making a run here. Who do you like in the AL? Who do you like in the NL with one week left? First of all, I think all baseball fans, other than maybe people who live in a city of another National League contender, want to see the Braves and the Dodgers on a collision course for the NLCS. I think we'll get it. Atlanta, I'd love to see Atlanta go to the World Series because they've been the best team all year. But I think the Dodgers have better pitching. Um, they don't have necessarily the pitching they want. You know, Walker Bueller's not going to pitch for them. And we'll see what version of Kershaw they get. But I think the Dodgers are actually set up better for playoff baseball, the, the Braves score all those runs, and they have all those home runs, and Acuna's going to win the MVP, although Betts will get some support. But I think the Dodgers are better suited for October. My heart says Atlanta. I'm going to say the Dodgers win the NLCS. The American League is wide open. There's, you know, there's teams that are going to make the NL playoffs. I don't think they have much of a chance. I mean, even if your Cubs make it, I, I think they're going to get beaten by somebody. In the American League, you get in, you have a chance, because Baltimore, they're a fun story, right? They're ahead of schedule. All this young talent, but it's all hitters for the most part, and even some of their young pitchers haven't pitched all that great. So Baltimore's very beatable. We know Tampa Bay, great defensive team. They do so many little things well. The Twins are only going to win maybe 85, 86 games, but they win a very weak division. I thought Houston was ready to run past Texas as a pack, as park car, and Texas loses Scherzer for the year, but Texas has rebounded over the last week. They've won five in a row. Houston loses three in a row. Seattle will see if they make it out the American League better hope Houston doesn't make it. I still think they have the best team. The problem is, right now, they're about 60% to make it. And if they do, it won't be as the division leader unless Texas absolutely falls apart over the last week. I think Houston has the best roster. If you had to pick, ask me to pick a World Series team right now in the American League, it's really anybody has a puncher's chance. Even the Twins, who may have mm. the worst record of any playoff team, could win it. I'd probably lean to the Orioles. I just wish they had more of a front three. You'd say, okay, here we come. Boom, boom, boom. And they, nobody in this American League seems to have that. Houston's got the best roster. They just got to get in the playoffs. 
Scott Pianowski in the last week of the regular season. The race is on YahooSports.com, Major League Baseball. Scott, good to have you, man. Hope to do it sometime soon. We'll see how this shapes out. Appreciate it. Sounds, sounds great, Nate. Be good. Thanks a lot. Uh, Scott Pianowski, Yahoo Sports, Major League Baseball writer live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Great stuff. This is a fun week, fun time. If your team's in it, you're excited. Twins fans, is this the time the 18-game post postseason losing streak stops? Is this it? <laughs> this has to be it. Please. The Twins aren't going to get swept again, right? No. The Yankees are out. We can celebrate. The Yankees are out, Twins fans. You can celebrate. It's not going to be the Yankees. Can it be the Twins? Um, I've got my eyes on the Cubbies. They are tied with the Diamondbacks for the last wild card spot today. Cubs start a series with the Braves tomorrow. Youch. Youch. John Bryce is a great Braves fan, a big-time Braves fan. He's a national college football writer for footballscoop.com. He covered the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. We'll get to John Bryce coming up. But first in the Drive at Five, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group, there's a team that maybe has to think about a really tough decision. I have the answer to that decision for this team next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Football is back, and we're excited to start the season off big at the BetMGM Sportsbook at 10 Lizzie. Watch all your favorite teams battle it out in our comfortable and spacious sports lounge. Don't miss a second of the action with our brand new Listen Everywhere audio system and get audio streamed directly to your headphones. Parlay a college football bet this season, and you could win a chance to see the Iowa Hawkeyes play the Nebraska Cornhuskers live in person. So come on into South Dakota's number one sportsbook at 10 Lizzie, where it's always game on. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City, the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. Do you find yourself in a difficult legal situation? Whether it's a DUI, criminal charges, or an injury case, you need the right lawyer on your side. That's where Wrench Law comes in. With over 30 years of experience, Tim Wrench is a trial lawyer who knows the ins and outs of the legal system. Tim specializes in helping people in a jury trial get the best possible outcome for the case. Don't let legal troubles get in the way of your life. Contact Wrench Law today and get the help you need to move forward. Wrench Law, who you need when you're caught in a bind. Call 605-341-11. 
Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Monday, the Nate Brown Show Live, South Dakota Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City in the drive at 5. Brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. When it comes to pre-owned selection in Rapid City, take a look at SummitAutoGRP.com. So you look there, you're not going to get any of the high-pressure sales gimmicky stuff at Summit. Just car buying built around you, the right financing, the right treatment, the price. They've got it, summitautogrp.com. Start there, take a look. Great selection at Summit. Stacy and Matt and their staff, you got a nice selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, SUVs. Summitautogrp.com if you're in the market for pre-owned. All right, um, let's see here. i got a couple of things I want to die on the hill for, okay? <laughs> I'm going to die on this hill today. I'm uh, not talking about the Broncos anymore for now, okay? I did that in the first hour. I clarified where I'm at. I'm wearing my Broncos t-shirt, one of my all-time favorites. My wife doesn't like it because it's all worn out. The Broncos logo is almost gone and kind of like the team. But uh, anyway, um, so, but I wear it, and I wear it proudly. I wore it today. Not just coming from my house to the studio, but I ran some errands, and I'm showing my Broncos pride. I will always stay with the Broncos. But there's got to be some answers. There's got to be some accountability. So an absolute embarrassment yesterday. End of story on that. And an absolute embarrassment for the organization, Sean Payton, number one, numero uno in charge. Sean Payton needs to provide answers. Now on this other team, your Minnesota Vikings, I can be objective, right? Not emotional. My brother is a Vikings fan. He's emotional. He's calling me last night. Kirk Cousins threw an interception. We were going to go in and score. He threw an interception. Um, I understand, brother. I, <laughs> I understand. And now everybody's saying, what should the Vikings do? They should think about finding a trade partner for Kirk Cousins because a team probably wants him. He's threw, still threw for 360 yards and three touchdowns. By the way, and it hit Hawkinson in the hands, but nonetheless, um, tipped into the interception. Would you explore trading Kirk Cousins is my topic in question today in the drive at five right away. There are people talking about it. NFL guys, Eric Eager was on today on my show, NFL analyst and analytics guy for Sumer Sports. And he says, I would explore it. Now, I'm just a little old radio host from Rapid City. And I'm thinking about, is it legitimate to look at? And why would you do that? You get a bunch of value. You get draft picks. You start. What you need to start is what people say about the Vikings. They're 0-3. They're going to be out of this thing in the NFC North. See ya. Why not get something for Kirk Cousins? Because you aren't going to bring him back after this year more than likely. So that's what people always say, and that's the scenario. I cannot go down that road right now. Let me ask you the question of the day. I'll throw it out here right now, 720-1067, if you want to join me. 
You can make the argument for it. I want to hear it. I kind of laid out, well, you get value, you get some things for him, and, and he might leave anyway. This could be the last year of the Kirk Cousins road. Should the 0-3 Vikings think about trading Kirk Cousins? That's my question. I threw it out to the Twitter, uh, tw Twitter audience. I'm going to have to start saying X. 55% um, say yes, you have to explore the option of trading Kirk Cousins now that you're 0-3. 55%, 45% say the Vikings should stay the course this season. You have to stay the course this season. It's not like you've got blown away. You've been in every single game. They won these games last year in the one score. They've lost them this year. Are you telling me you can't win the division? Yes, you can still win the division. You cannot mail it in right now with Kirk Cousins. I believe that is an over-exaggeration. That's a, just an overreaction. Oh, you got, oh, we're 0-3. Oh, man. It's time to mail it in. No, you can't do this. You cannot do this. I said this last week. I can't go down that road right now. And even the Vikings at 0-3, well, let's get something for Kirk Cousins. It's, it's way too early. You can't go down that road, and I believe they are not. They're not going to go down there. Oh, the Jets need a QB. They're going to panic, so send them over to the Jets and get some stuff. The Lions, Packers, Bears, you can get through that. Packers got lucky yesterday. They got a gift. They were down 17-0. They got lucky yesterday, got an injury to Carr. The Packers win by one. The Lions are fine. But it's going to be a battle there, but the Vikings are not out of this thing. I had a Vikings fan call in earlier and said, oh, it's more frustrating to be a Vikings fan than it is a Broncos fan. Um, I beg to differ, sir. <laughs> Did you see us yesterday? Uh, at least you guys went it down to the wire. You've been in every game. So, no, you cannot explore trading Kirk Cousins right now. You cannot do that. Okay? Um, and the other point I'll make is about that game yesterday. Can we please say that Coach Staley of the Chargers, he went for it on fourth and one. Well, if he gets it, the game's over. He was at his own 24-yard line. Can we, can we please all agree? We can't agree on anything today, right, or, or everything. Can we agree on this? If you're the coach of the Chargers, you're, you're leading. You're at your own 24, a minute 50 left, and you're not going to punt? You're going to go for it? I mean, this is a classic Staley uh, mess up. I mean, the Chargers coach does this stuff with the analytics. We had an 88% chance of winning if we go for it, an 82% chance of winning if we punt. Get that percent chance of winning. It's out the window. You didn't get the fourth down, and now the Vikings are uh, ready to roll. It was served up on a platter, and they couldn't get it done anyway. It was a tough break. Tough break. But that was absolutely a mistake. Where, does that, where do we just lose our minds in, in today's world where we go down this road and we say, well, the computers say to go for it here on our own 24, a minute 50 left.
<laughs> huh? Punt the ball, and you're going to be in pretty good shape. you got to go a long way. The Vikings would have had to go a long way. And they almost served it up for the Vikes. I mean, I'm just totally baffled by some of this. Yeah, the analytics say this is how it's going to go. The game's played in real life, not on a computer simulation. This is real life. Emotions, momentum, intensity, mistakes. This isn't a computer. Vikings should have made them pay. John Bryce is in next, national college football writer, footballscoop.com. Covered Ohio State and Notre Dame. Notre Dame had 10 players on the final two plays and lose. His reaction next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street. Rapid City. Shop the area's best selection of pre-owned Hondas and Honda certified pre-owned at Denny Manhole Rushmore Honda. Buy with no money down and get financing as low as 2.99% APR. Plus, we have a lot full of used cars, trucks, and SUVs, imports, and domestics. Many are local one-owner trade-ins. See us at Denny Manhole Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. Select and stock certified pre-owned. Length of finance contract is limited. With all credit expires 10-31-23. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to the company holiday party? It's time to think inside the box with the Box Elder Event Center. With guided event coordination, a full catering kitchen, world-class banquet services, state-of-the-art AV technology, and video projection, the box has everything you need to create an elevated event experience. Whether it's a space for 15 people or 150 people, the box has the perfect space for your holiday party. Get your holiday party started at thebox.live. Every day you share personal information about yourself with others. You may write a check, charge fuel, rent a car, mail your tax returns, schedule a doctor's appointment, or post something on social media. Each transaction may share some sort of personal information, such as bank and credit card account numbers, social security number, name, address, or phone number. There are unscrupulous individuals, identity thieves, targeting these routine transactions, trying to gain your information to commit fraud. If you think somebody has stolen your identity, contact Consumer Protection at 1-800-300-1986. For 84 years, Pomp's Tire Service has been providing best-in-class service and value. We have grown to over 200 locations and are one of a few service providers that buy tires manufacturer direct. We are proud to pass those savings on to you, our customers. Pomp's, the tire and service professionals, family-owned since 1939. Through September 30th, get up to $240 in rebates on Goodyear tires, up to $150 in rebates on Bridgestone and Firestone tires, or an $80 instant rebate on Michelin, BF Goodrich, or Hankook tires. See store for details or visit Pomp'sTire.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, welcome back in the Drive at Five. 
Brought to you by Summit Automotive Group, summitautogrp.com. When it comes to premium selection, they've got it at summitautogrp.com. Start there on your phone. The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Question of the day. Should the Vikings explore trading Kirk Cousins now that the Vikes are 0-3? I say no way, no how. No way, no how. Listener text coming in from a buddy here. See, he's a big Vikings fan. you got to explore, but I would sign Kirk to a two- to three-year extension. Draft a rookie and develop him behind Cousins. Don't pack it in yet. Whoa. You're going to go Kirk three more years? Two to three more years? Wow. That's a proud Vikings fan right there. Welcome to the Kirk Cousins fan club. You're in. I love <laughs> John Bryce is on. College football writer, footballscoop.com. He covered Notre Dame, Ohio State on Saturday night. Went down to the wire. Ohio State scores on the last play of the game. John, you were there. You've seen a lot of Notre Dame games. It's a great, great place. What was the atmosphere like Saturday? One of the uh, best college football atmospheres that I've been around, Nate, and I've covered, uh, been fortunate to cover a game at the Rose Bowl, covered a game at Oregon, multiple games at Alabama, Georgia, Death Valley, the Swamp, obviously Neyland Stadium. Uh, It was an elite electric atmosphere, sold out, um, standing room only, about 80,000 people. Uh, They did a lot to try and make sure the stadium was as green as possible. Uh, We had a photographer from Football Scoop on the field shooting the game. He had a decibel reader. It got well up over 100, um, I think around 104, according to a couple of different people. So great atmosphere, uh, great scene. And then the uh, home crowd was absolutely gut-punched and deflated by the game's end. I'm going to ask you, what was the difference in that game? Is a defensive struggle – what was the difference that you saw turn it? Um, I think that Notre Dame top to bottom has the more complete team and is a bit further along as a team right now. I think the fact that Ohio State has at least three truly NFL-ready players right now, maybe even four, and those four players made sensational singular plays in the game, and I think that was the biggest distance, the difference that I would point to. Travion Henderson's 61-yard run because the rest of the day um, Ohio State had like 65 yards of rushing. So 65 yards of rushing on 26 carries, 61 yards on one carry by Travion Henderson. We saw how much they struggled even on the game-winning score with only 10 men on the field for Notre Dame. Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka could play in the NFL right now. They made NFL-level plays Saturday night. And then... um, the defensive end for Ohio State, number 44, Tuiamolo. He made a sensational play on the screen pass that uh, on Notre Dame's last true possession that if Notre Dame completes it, it's absolutely a first down, if not a touchdown, and the game is over at that point. And he read it, he pushed upfield, he batted the ball down, and, and Notre Dame dissolved from there. Huge ratings for the game, by the way, 14 million peak. Um, watching Notre Dame, Ohio State Saturday night. John Bryce covered it, footballscoop.com, national writer. So fans are, fans are going to ask this, and you got to look at it. Notre Dame, you said, 10 players on the field defensively for the last two plays, and one is the game-winning touchdown. And it even came after a stoppage with the timeout there. We, they kept 10 players out there. Take us behind that scene. How does that happen? 
Yeah, just just completely inexcusable. I made the point today on our Football Scoop podcast um, that I felt like every single Notre Dame timeout in the second half actually benefited Ohio State more. Uh, That's certainly the case there. They called a timeout on a fourth and seven. Ohio State converted. Um, They called a timeout maybe before a third and 19. Ohio State converted. They called timeout before second and goal there and came out of that timeout and only had 10 men on the field for back-to-back plays. Um, completely inexcusable. You can't have it happen. Uh, one of the players who was on the field on the third and 19 play and then uh, Ohio State clocks it and then Notre Dame calls it timeout, he came out. But he was a defensive tackle who was playing for the first time since the Navy game because he had been injured and was coming back from arthroscopic knee surgery and he had played a very limited role. So, I mean, to, yeah, you expect the players to notice. I, I feel like it's pretty um, commonplace that coming out of a timeout, somebody stands there and counts 11 to make sure 11 players are on the field. That's certainly uh, the way it, it's, it was when I was around it. Um, and it just didn't happen. And it's, it's a coaching breakdown. And there's no other way to put it. It was an inexcusable coaching breakdown, especially at that juncture of the game. Ohio State wins it on the last play at Notre Dame Stadium. John Bryce on tonight. Let's go to this uh, other high-profile game people are watching, Colorado-Oregon. Colorado gets blown away. Is there that big a gap uh, with those rosters? I think the um, most notable gap, Nate, would be along the lines of scrimmage and at depth. And I would also point out that let's absolutely remember Dan Lanning has SEC background specifically at Georgia. He saw how Georgia got to where it is today by stockpiling recruiting classes. He is trying to adopt that same approach with the University of Oregon. And so I think very significantly there's massive differences in those two programs in the line of scrimmage and in general quality depth. I had uh, I'd said last week in Scott Roussel, uh, our publisher at Football Scoop actually tweeted the clip out on our podcast Thursday when we were kind of going over the big games of the weekend and making our picks. And I said, I like Oregon, and I like Oregon in this game big time. And Scott was sort of adamant, no, you take Dion, you take the points. And I said, I'm telling you, they're going to run them out of the stadium. Uh, it was a combination of factors, but I just felt Oregon is much more established further along program. Okay, do you think that's going to happen with USC this week? I think USC will win comfortably. I have not studied the Vegas line. I do expect there still to be a great atmosphere at Folsom Field there in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. And I would be stunned and, and frankly, disappointed if Shadour Sanders and Colorado's offense can't do some things against that USC defense. Because thus far, Nate, we've seen no reason to believe that USC defense is any less atrocious than it was a year ago. It was a one-possession game late Saturday night for USC at an Arizona State program that's in year one under Kenny Dillingham. It's a complete rebuild mode. And they got kneecapped by its athletics director and uh, volunteered for a bowl band that the head coach didn't even know anything about right as the season started. And yet uh, Arizona State had a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter of that contest before losing only 42-28. to So I think that Colorado can hang with USC in this game, but I expect USC to pull away in the second half. Footballscoop.com national writer John Bryce. couple more, John. I'll let you go. Let me think about Clemson. So there's some big things there. They lose to Florida State. They lost to Duke. Where's Clemson going, that program? It's a, it's a crossroads 
uh, juncture for Clemson, and I, I frankly have been saying it since last fall. Um, I, I watched the end of, of Tennessee's nice run under Philip Former, and I've been saying for some time that, that Dabo Sweeney is at his Philip Former crossroads atop the Clemson program. He has not recruited nearly as well. He obviously is very much missing uh, former offensive coordinator Tony Elliott, now the head coach of Virginia, former defensive coordinator Brent Venables, now the head coach at Oklahoma. Those two guys stabilized his system and were so elite for so long. They were also incredible recruiters. Clemson doesn't have the skill that it used to have, not at the wide receiver positions, not in the secondary. It doesn't have the depth that it used to have. Uh, and frankly, outside of Will Shipley and uh, a couple of defensive players, it's hard to pinpoint any remotely elite talent right now at Clemson, and that's a huge problem. Is that because they didn't do the transfer portal, John? I think that's a big part of it. Um, I respect Dabo Sweeney for uh, trying to stick to the program the way that he's built it, but college football is a copy game of evolution. He has been slow to evolve. It's also because I think he's hurt himself in recruiting. He, for the longest time, Nate, once you committed to Clemson, you were not absolutely not allowed to take even an unofficial visit anywhere else. And if you did so, then he would consider you no longer committed to Clemson and really not even longer uh, to have a Clemson offer. And so I think that approach in recruiting, especially with losing these assistant coaches, coupled with their uh, reluctance to use the transfer portal, has kept Clemson really behind. And, and conversely, Florida State has absolutely embraced NIL, spent a lot of big money in NIL to get some players out of the transfer portal, to keep some players like Jordan Travis, and it's made a tremendous difference. Florida State won at Clemson. It was tight. They somehow got it done, uh, picked up a fumble, took it back for a TD, and won it. Um, let's go to last one, Nick Saban in Alabama. They beat Ole Miss. Looked like maybe the best game they played. It's still early, but can Alabama turn this around? We'll see. Um, you know, people ask about turning it around. They lost at home and were physically outplayed and outmanned by a Texas team that I contend is right there with Georgia as the two best teams right now in all of college football. Um, but Alabama is still incredibly limited at the quarterback position. They're going to have to con continue to grow that position. They're fortunate in that uh, Texas A&M has well-documented issues. LSU isn't remotely the team that, that many people expected the Tigers to be going into the season. And I think that um, the SEC West is going to be relatively wide open. I also think that this Alabama team could be a touch more susceptible to an unexpected loss somewhere on the road. John Bryce, can your Braves take it easy on my Cubs? You guys have 100 wins. You're good. You're set. The series starts tomorrow. My Cubs are fighting for the second wild card. Will we win the series? I certainly hope not. The Braves are playing for home field advantage through all of the playoffs. I don't care about 100 <laughs> wins. You play every day to win. If you can win and kick the Cubs, out of the postseason, oh. it's a it's oh. a dream scenario for this Braves fan. Uh, John Bryce, I had to finish with it. Footballscoop.com, his work there, um, great to follow. John D. Bryce won. John, always good. Thanks a lot. Uh, you're the best, Nate. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate your time. On a Monday, good to have John Bryce on here on Fox Sports Rapid City, National College football writer. He covered Ohio State, Notre Dame. 14 million peak viewership, average like 10 million. Saturday night, that was the biggest one uh, in college football. Notre Dame, Ohio State, massive brands.
So here's the thing. Yeah, I just was thinking about the Notre Dame. They had 10 players on two plays against Ohio State at the end of the game on defense. Ohio State scored and won the game-winning touchdown. Uh, maybe it would have happened with 11 players. I understand. But it just got me thinking. We all lose our minds, like on the local level, at the high school level, or watching youth sports or something, when this mistake's made or you know somebody subs in wrong, we get a penalty, whatever it is. We lose our minds, right? Oh, come on, coaches. Come on, this and that. We, we do lose our minds, and we got to be realistic. This was Notre Dame on the final two plays. Ten players. They got 20 coaches looking at this. And they had ten players in back-to-back -back plays. A timeout called. Ten players stayed on the field. And so let's just, I just say, let's give some of our coaches, some of our programs a little bit of leeway because I've seen it. We... We question this at a high school coach or this at a youth sports game or something like that. Why does this coach do that? Why does that coach do that? We're all smart, right? We, we all are just experts. And we get so we get mad at the coaches here. And we got Notre Dame coaches, 20 of them, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and they had 10 players out there. My point is, it happens. It happens everywhere. Give ourselves a little bit of a break. Um, listener text coming in on the Buccaneers and the Eagles tonight. This is from our Buccaneers fan. Uh, listener text, I heard that, Nate. I never make fun of your Broncos. The Buccaneers will win. I got to be positive, but good luck with your Broncos. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually fitting. What can I say? Good luck with the Broncos. I mean, Tampa Bay's 2-0. The Bucs are 2-0. I just said they're going to get beat by the Eagles tonight. I really believe that. But good luck with my Broncos. Thank you. Jason Andera is in next. High school sports analyst for Midco Sports in Sioux Falls. Let's break down the football breakdown here. We're over midway through high school football season. Jason Andera on the way. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Exceptional offers continue for September at Spearfish GMC Cadillac. New Sierra 1500 models feature 2,500 trade assistance plus 750 bonus cash for a total of up to $3,250 cash back and 0.9 APR financing for qualified buyers with approved credit. GMC, we are professional grade. See Spearfish GMC Cadillac or shop online at spearfishmotors.com. When it comes to protecting your home and your belongings, what works for your neighbor most likely won't work for you. Insurance is personal, and that's why the coverage specialists at Fisher Rounds & Associates work with you to tailor a policy that protects your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions at the most reasonable cost possible. We sweat the small and the big stuff, so you don't have to. That's at your service, at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. 
Hi, I'm Bill of Wirefree USA. If you're looking for internet, TV, security systems, or cell booster systems, why would you look at a company that only gives you one choice for each of these systems? Wirefree USA offers it all. Viasat, Hughes, CenturyLink, Dish TV, DirecTV, Wilson Cell Booster Systems, Ring and Google Nest Security Systems, and now Elon Musk's Starlink. Starlink is the newest, the fastest, the strongest, no limit, that's right, no limit, and no contract satellite internet ever made available to all of us in the USA. 605-341-5361. Whatever your home or business needs are, call Wirefree USA for the products and the service. It's a no-brainer. Connect to the future with Wirefree USA at 605-341-5361, 680 North La Crosse Street, Rapid City. We are hometown, we are South Dakota, and we do appreciate your business. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Hi, this is Jeremy with Jerry's Cakes and Donuts, inviting you to kickstart your morning by dropping by and grabbing some fresh donuts. I want to thank you for voting us the best in the Black Hills. We're up early making your favorite donuts, so stop by and bring some to the office. Everybody loves Jerry's Cakes and Donuts, and we love you, so stop by, get a great selection, and brighten up your day. Serving Rapid City for over 40 years, Jerry's Cakes and Donuts at 109 East Omaha, and remember to like Jerry's on Facebook for some great giveaways. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in The Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Coming up in my Who's Hot category, Nebraska. Ah, what are we talking? Huskers in my Who's Hot. Who's Hot and Who's Not always wrap up the show straight ahead. In my Who's Not, I will make an apology. I will make a public apology. And there's certain fans that need to hear this from me, okay? That's coming up. Jason Andere is in tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. He is with Midco Sports, Sioux Falls, Varsity Sports Live. Great coverage, high school football and high school sports on Midco. Jason, good to have you, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, It's been, you know, a really fun year of high school football, that's for sure. And we keep finding more and more out every single week. And, uh, yeah, just always a lot to... Lots of tackle. Okay, what did we find out this week? I look at Double A, and I see Yankton BT. 
What did you think of that breakdown? Yeah, coming in, that's kind of what I expected. I mean, we saw some weaknesses from this area team that we haven't seen for, I don't know, five years. Uh, they just, they're just they just not as explosive offensively. But here's here's the good news for the T-area fans. Is they came back in the second half, and they did it with defense, and uh, they got themselves back in a game against a really good double-A team in Yankton. And I'll tell you what, if you haven't seen the quarterback for Yankton, like Lucas Kamshoff play yet, he's one of the best in the state, regardless of class. He's really good. And uh, they did all that without one of their top running backs and defensive players, Shaler Platt. So this Yankton team... Is uh, they are a serious contender with Pierre. I'll tell you what, when they get to the end of the season, those two teams, there's not a huge difference between talent on those two teams. Okay, I was looking at it saying it looks like a collision course. It does with Yankton and Pierre. Those look like the two. It does, but it's high school football. There's so much that can still happen. And there's, there's quality teams in AA this year. Uh, I know Watertown, and I think – T area are a step back, and, and Spearfish, you know, they only have the one loss on the year. I think they're in the hunt. I don't know if they're quite ready to be talking about, you know, playing in the Dakota Dome yet, but they are definitely in the hunt. So there's some quality competition in AA. Aberdeen Central did this last year. They started out slow and started coming on strong at the end. You can see them improve uh, by the way they played. They had a huge game against Huron last week. So AA is not finished by any stretch. But uh, you're right, Nate. It's definitely those two teams that have really separated themselves from the pack at this point in the season. Okay, Jason and on tonight, Midco Sports Live from Sioux Falls, talking high school football. I have to ask you on this, and I've discussed this with you before. I just want to make sure we're, where we're at, because I look at AA. I look at AA. Yankton, Pier, T. And I look at a team like Douglas. And I look at Douglas's yeah. roster. they got like 30 guys left. I mean, they started out with 48 they're down to like 30. I was told this by a parent out there. That's just not going to work at that level. And I look at cycles in sports. Douglas has struggled for a long time as a double-A school. I don't think they should be playing at that level. Can we change the system? You know what? You, you have been talking to me about this for a while, and I've always been a guy that says the only way – to make it work for everything is is looking at ratios and looking at actual school sizes. But you're, you're starting to wear on me a little bit, Nate. I think there is a case to be made in some cases, like Douglas, um, where they could petition down. And, and if you want to let somebody petition down, I think, I think uh, if you have a smart group of people at the table and have enough good reasons, um, you should be able to grant that petition. I mean, you look at uh, Watertown and uh, – and Aberdeen Central, for instance, and they're, you know, big enough, uh, at least Aberdeen Central is, is big enough to, you know, be in that two-and-a-half, two-to-one ratio with those other schools in 11 AAA. But, boy, they did not seem comfortable up there, did they? And, no, uh, no. and it worked out for them to, to, go, to go down. And, and now, you know, they're competitive. They're not dominating 11 AA. And um, it gives them a chance to kind of reload and, and refocus. And I think if – you did that with, uh, you know, with Douglas, and they could play, you know, teams like, you know, Belfouche and Hot Springs and teams like that. You know, whether they're not in the same class or not, but they they right. compete with those teams, and they're not going to be able to compete when they play Pier and Yankton and and you know teams like that. 
So here's the thing, Jason. I think there has to be a, you know, and you say petition down. I think there has to be a history in so many years. I don't know if it's four years or five years. Have we not won 20% of regular season games? And so you kind of have to come up with a plan like Colorado does it that way. North Dakota does it that way. So they look at, hey, you've been really struggling at this level for a documented time. Let's put you in this spot. I don't think it can just be, hey, we're not very good. We want to go down. You know, I, I'll i tell you what, I think this is where people might be smarter than the numbers. And I think if you have the school petition down, they know um, if they need to go through a rebuilding process and they need to, you know, play lesser competition. Oh, I see. I, okay. think, you give, I think you give them the opportunity to say, hey, we want to we wanna move down and then have a, you know, a board of smart people say, yeah, okay, this makes sense or yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, a team that's just trying to move down to win championships, which I, I can't imagine is going to happen. But so your you point is, it's that. only this may be only a few schools. So it, so it may not be right. like, hey, we got to move these guys down, these guys up. It might only be a few schools. That might be accurate. I, I think I think if you and those schools know who they are, and maybe they only need to do it for four years to build their program up, or six years, and um, and then they feel like maybe they can compete. Probably not, though, because there's some schools like Douglas that it's just so hard to compete and so hard to build a program year after year, not knowing, you know, who your students are going to be year to year. They change so often. I mean, there's just irregular instances like that, and there's some schools that just, you know, either haven't offered football or haven't concentrated on football long enough where they, maybe they could improve their program over a six- to eight-year period and, and be able to compete. Very interesting. Good stuff. Midco Sports High School Sports Analyst Jason Andera on tonight. Find him at Andera Midco on X slash Twitter. So Lincoln gets by O'Gorman. Boy, Lincoln number huh. one. Is O'Gorman number two or not? Yeah, I think they are. I think there's a, a big group at number two, though. O'Gorman has the most, the hardest to stop skill set players in the state. They really do. They just don't have enough depth. They don't have enough on the lines. You saw them compete with Lincoln for two quarters, and they just couldn't do it for four quarters. They have five of their best players going both ways. So you look at a team like O'Gorman, and you're like, yeah, they've, they've got the talent to be the second-best team. But then at the end of the year, you're going to have a team like Brandon Valley, and you're going to have a team like Harrisburg who are, who are really starting to ascend at that time. And, um, you know, by the end of the year, will Gorman be the number two team? I'm not sure. I, I think you might see a Brandon Valley move up the ranks and, and be that team. But right now, yeah, I agree. I think they're, they're the only team that's given Lincoln a half that's been competitive. Jason Andarian tonight, Midco Sports High School Football. It is just rolling, man. We're just over the midway point. Find him on Twitter at Andara Midco and follow him. Jason, good to have you as always. Thanks. All right, take care. Thanks a lot. Jason Andera on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City, Midco Sports, high school sports analyst from Sioux Falls. So that's the first time Jason has said, well, maybe there's a few schools that would benefit for the success factor um, and going down a class. And he might be right on the – It might not. you might not have to run it all the way through high school football and all the classes and say, hey, they, all these teams go down now because they didn't win so many games and these teams move up. 
Maybe it's by selection there. Douglas says, we got to build a program. Rapid City Central at AAA, we've got to build our program. I'm, I'm okay with that. Would that be considered? People have to petition up right now, meaning like Sioux Falls O'Gorman, they should be in 11 AA. You guys know that. O'Gorman has the size enrollment to be AA. They petition up to play AAA. St. Thomas More's been in that uh, situation. They could be nine man. They say, well, no, we'll always petition up to play 11, 11, uh, 11B. Okay, can teams petition down? Interesting thought from Jason Andera. We'll wrap up the show next with who's hot and who's not. My public apology to this fan base. I have to do it next. This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 1067 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. As the chief buffet officer here at Pizza Ranch, I get all kinds of buffet questions. Here's one from Cole. Is there a real cactus in your cactus bread? Great question, Cole. No, (laughs) there is no cactus in our cactus bread. Just sweet cinnamony streusel. It's on our buffet every day, along with pizza, chicken, ice cream, and all your other favorites. Even better, at least for your parents, kids eat free on Tuesday nights. And don't worry, Cole, there's no coal in our coleslaw either. Pizza Ranch with two Rapid City locations and PizzaRanch.com. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, welcome in on a Monday as we wrap up the show. If you missed some of the show, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. All two hours, every guest right there listed when we have them. Broncos, Vikings, Major League Baseball, high school football, college football. We got it covered. The Nate Brown Show podcast from start to finish. Download it. It'll be up there tonight, right away. Find it where you uh, get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. The list goes on. The Nate Brown Show podcast ready for you when you listen at your own convenience. Who's hot and who's not? Wrapping up the show. Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Tomorrow's Kids Night. One child, 12 and under, eats free. For every regular-priced adult, the Pizza Ranch Buffet. Tomorrow night, Kids Night. The buffet open till 8. Pizza Ranch, two locations in Rapid City. In my who's hot category, I'm going to go with the Huskers. We just got this news out today from Nebraska Athletic Director Trev Alberts. You know, they put on that volleyball day in Nebraska. Sold out the stadium. Biggest crowd for a women's sporting event in history of this country. In the world. Biggest crowd ever. So, hey, how much did that cost? Trev Albert said Nebraska spent $1.7 million on that one day. They spent $1.7 million to put on Volleyball Day in Nebraska. People say, $1.7 million for that? How much... 
marketing and coverage did that receive nationally? Way more than 1.7 million. That was a beauty event. That was a great event, a smart event. Well done all the way around. Number comes in 1.7 million cost. The benefit for the Huskers, for volleyball, for women's sports, I think overall, is massive. Nebraska's always going to be remembered for that. I know 1.7 million is a lot. Um, not for that type of exposure and event. Um, in our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, before I leave tonight, it's my public apology because I never really believed in them. I kind of said, oh, do you really think they're that good? Is this just a bunch of flash in the pan? Oh, yeah, really? Oh, I'm scared. Oh, these guys are, yeah, I don't believe in them. They're not good. I've said that. I admit it. I have three Dolphins fans that text into the show. And I've said the Dolphins, I don't, yeah, they look okay. I mean, Tua and these guys, I mean, come on, give me a break. I apologize for my lack of respect. The Dolphins embarrassed the Broncos. And my walk of shame starts now. Back tomorrow at 4. Thanks for listening. The podcast going up right now.